Welcome to Knowledge Drop, our podcast about learning new things and trying to make our mark and, I don't know, be better engineered. Yeah, change the world, (laughs) all that stuff. Make the world a better place. (laughs) Today, I will be teaching, you know, I, Derek, will be teaching Hayden about artificial intelligence. I'm ready to be schooled. Yeah. So this is this is actually something that in like the past, I don't know, year or so, I've been learning more and more about. And the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, man, I need to do like a project or like I need to work for a company that works with mm-hmm. AI. Like, yeah. Machine learning is another thing that you hear it being called. Yep. So just as a baseline, what do you know about like machine learning and artificial intelligence? Just that they're going to take over the world. And, uh, you know, we can't really stop them. This is the cynic. Skynet is everything, you know? So, no, um, yeah, I guess we still get that idea from people like Elon Musk, who's like, yeah, we're going to have to either beat this or join this. That's pretty much what he said when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I was kind of like, hmm, well, if Elon Musk, uh, Seems to know a lot more about it than I do. <laughs> yeah. If that's his opinion, then that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. But um, no, I don't really know too much. I guess just as a generality, machine learning, it's the machine, it develops the ability to actually learn from maybe mistakes or repeated behavior. It can learn from it and adapt and apply that new behavior. Okay. Does that seem fairly accurate as far as... Yeah. It's machine learning, right? So Yes. And so what what I think is happening is there are lots of different types of machine learning and AI. So like with machine learning, there's like machine learning where you can actually guide it through learning. Okay. Or you can just be like, here's a bunch of data, find the pattern. Oh, okay. And then but is it, that learning? If it's just finding a pattern? Because that seems pretty like something you would program in. Well, that's the thing with especially with these kinds of machine learning and AI things that we're doing is if you just dump a, in a bunch of data and say, find the pattern, it, mm-hmm. it's programming its own pat- pattern recognition. Oh. So like you don't know what the code looks like. Oh, oh, what? Okay. And so um, did mm-hmm. you hear about the Facebook AI that they had to shut down? No. This was, this was a while ago. So Elon Musk told Mark Zuckerberg, Hey, you need your, you're, you have this AI program. Put it you're, down. you're doing some some bad stuff here, and it's gonna get out of hand. Yeah. And Mark Zuckerberg was just like, whatever, dude. And I don't know if it was a few days or a few weeks or a few months or whatever, but the Facebook AI that they were, you know, playing with, it started to communicate in a language they didn't program it to communicate. Oh gosh. And they didn't shut know it what down. it was saying or do. So they had to shut it down. Oh they my killed gosh. the project. Kill it. And. Uh, what if, you know, this is like, it's like a movie though. What if that um, intelligence escapes somewhere, you know, and <laughs> is just growing under the, under the weeds and we don't know about it. So one of the rules, as far as I'm aware, is any AI projects are not allowed to be connected to the internet. Wow. Ah. Um, I don't so know. Doesn't that show you though, that there is a legitimate fear? Like. Well, with any technology, you need to know like the the cons like the bad part of it because like yeah you know drone technology has come a lot in the last few years but you know it's a fun hobby but on the flip side there are um terrorists that use drones to deliver bombs to military intelligence it's not really a hobby anymore is it yeah and so it's like what do we do now we use drones as well yeah but it's like they use drones it's an interesting, like, kind of, you know, two sides of a coin for all technology. You know, AI can help us live in a world that we can do whatever we want and be, you know, healthy and happy, or they can destroy all humanity. Well, it's kind of like the Tony Stark Iron Man thing, right? He was like, had this epiphany, was like, yeah, no more weapons. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to do energy now. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? And then after that, he was like, no, I guess I'll just make a bunch of suits. <laughs> I don't get it, you know? 
obviously he didn't market and sell it. Yeah. Right? Because that was the whole thing about the first movie was that like Obadiah wanted to weaponize it and distribute yeah. it and he didn't, right? So anyway, um kind of the same thing with AI. It's kinda of like, you know, do we want to how far you take it, you know, like do you go all the way? Do you go as far as you can? Because we're not connecting to the internet because we're worried that something's going to happen. Well, eventually we will. But it's... Because yeah. that's that's what we're doing with all of devices. Like, there's refrigerators now that connect to the internet. Like, right. as soon as we know the capabilities and the, like, the limits we can put on that technology, we're going to try and connect it to everything. Right, right. But I just think there's too many unknowns that if we connect it to a resource like the internet, we don't know what would happen. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, like, it's, well, it's such in its infancy, the technology itself, that we're kind of, you know, we still want to, we want to know more about it before we can just, you know, let it loose. Right. We want to train it. Yes. Before we can yeah. release it. And so, um, what's fun is rogue. there are a lot of different types of AI and a lot of different research. Like, for example, there's a um, guy in Europe, would you mm, say? Okay, pretty I think, big. I think it's Britain. Um, Whoa. He, he basically Ain't trained... Ain't no fun Europe. Well, I Maybe. Mean, anyway. Not anymore, but like technically, okay. still thought Sorry. of it. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> um, and he created like a digital brain. Okay. And he's basically teaching it like a ta- like a baby. So he's like talking to it and playing and like this is a spider and ooh spider and like it's all bad. It's all wrong. Well like he's trying to teach it like a human so that that intelligence that artificial intelligence he's building is going to function like a human with human values and whereas all the other AI that we're teaching we're just like play a game with me and if you lose you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like how Skynet, I'm, I think I remember that happening in the movies. Like, we're teaching it, they're like, it's playing games. And if you lose, that, that's bad. Yeah. And you have to win no matter what. So self-preservation. Yeah. I mean, that becomes the game, right? It's just yeah. survival, I guess. So this is the premise of, you know, oh, what no. we're going to be talking about today. Scary. Yeah. Scary stuff. And so before we dive too deep into AI and all this stuff, uh, I believe you have a fun fact. For oh us. my gosh, I have an extremely fun fact. I mean, last well, week's fact was pretty awesome. Yeah, I feel bad this week. This isn't really. This has nothing to do with science, in a way. As long <laughs> as we learn something. Okay. I don't know. I so I get stuck on when I find something amazing. I get stuck on it for a little while, and like uh-huh. I feel like I need to tell everybody <laughs> in my life about it. Yeah. So. Just out of curiosity, how tall do you think the tallest person to have ever lived on the earth? How tall? Nine feet. This is the fun fact, by the way. I hope this isn't (laughs) (laughs) extremely disappointing. Nine feet? Nine feet. You're extremely close. Really? Yeah. Okay, first of all... Over or under? uh, One inch under. It was eight foot eleven. Okay. So... Okay, so how tall is nine feet? That's so tall. That's taller than most, like, floor-to-ceiling apartments yes. and rooms. You have an eight-foot roof. Yeah. He wouldn't, he can't <laughs> fit in there. So, nobody can see this, but this is him. Okay, what what am I doing? I should, t- I should say his name. So, he was born uh, in 1918. His name is Robert Wadlow. Wadlow? Okay. I don't Wadlow know. sounds good. Wadlow. He got up to eight foot eleven. Uh, and let's see. That's him with his dad. So you can see he's literally twice the height of his dad. Um yeah, you guys should Google this guy, Robert Wadlow, and like it's he's crazy tall. Google him. Just look at the pictures. This looks photoshopped. So when he was five years old, he was wearing clothes for an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> he grew fast then, he, from from birth. Yeah, no, this was like he grew fast, 
and seriously just like kept going hardcore. So anyway, um, I love learning about stuff like that. So yeah. Well, that was a fun fact. Yeah, I'm sorry if that was just disappointing, but I felt <laughs> like I needed to share it. Nine feet tall. Yeah. They say that Bigfoot's like seven feet tall or eight feet tall. So, you know, when we find Assuming him. you believe in Bigfoot. When we find him. Oh. Okay. You can tell him, look, you got nothing on Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing on, yeah. on RW. Anyway. Back to science. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we're going to start with artificial intelligence. I'm going to, I think I'm going to do a separate episode on machine learning. Okay. Today, just about artificial intelligence and just about kind of the basics. Okay. So from what I found, there are a few different levels to AI. All right. And... Yeah, so the first level is called reactive machines. Reactive machines. Yeah. Um, these are the machines that, like, you hear about on the news of, like, you know, artificial intelligence beats world grandmaster chess player. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, it, it was, they're, they have names like Deep Blue. Okay. Um, Google's AI was called Go and AlphaGo. Hmm. Or the game was called Go, and it was Alpha and then AlphaGo. Okay. Were the AI names. And so... Um, AlphaGo is a different type of AI than what it was before Alpha. But anyway, these are, you know, just AI that react to the environment around them. They play games. So you make a move and it reacts by making a counter move. Yes. Which it's calculating to see. Yeah. It knows, better, it knows all the possibilities all the possible forever. Patterns. Yeah. And not, not too intelligent, but like. I don't know about you, but the when I play chess on the computer, computer beats me every time. So still, it's yeah, it's it's probably more of my ability to play chess <laughs> than the smarts of the computer, but still a very capable machine. Yes. Um, just a basic one, right? Yeah, that's Watch the basic one. level. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of like, um, I don't want to lump any other examples, but um, we'll just go into the second type. Sure. Second level is called limited memory, and these are, you know, the main example I found was self-driving cars. Okay. It's not that they're storing information and, like, learning from past experiences. They are just observing the world and reacting to it as it comes. So how is that different from the reactive one, then? So it's... It's... So limited memory, you said. So it must be storing something. If it's storing a temporary memory, or... It has enough memory to understand what to do, but it's not like it's saying, I remember this specific traffic light, and this is what I do at this specific traffic light. Okay. Whereas the limited memory, I feel like they understand the moves that you make, just keeping it in the same example of a chess game. Mm -hmm. They know the move. If you make this move, then I can make you know XYZ moves. So maybe it's just take it to the next level, like yes. next level up from reactive. Yes. I think it just because... has more capabilities to learn. Yeah. Because with driving, you're going to have new experiences all the time. Uh -huh. Whereas in chess, you know every move that can be made. Like, yeah, a queen is not going to, you know, teleport across the board. Like, right. that's not, that's different rules. Yep. And so. Yeah, no, okay. So it's it's learning in the moment, in a way. It's applying things. Yeah, I'd say it's it's monitoring its environment over time, but it's not yeah. storing that information. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. And so, those are the first two levels, and then there there's level three and four. Mm -hmm. and this is kind of between two and three. That's where it kind of divides into the AI that we see in movies. Okay. And the move and what we have currently. So, are you saying we've gotten to basically level two? We do have experiments. Much farther. We do have experiments in the other levels of AI, the higher levels of AI, but they're not, you know, what they are fully. Okay. So, for example, the next level, level three, is called theory of mind. 
And that's just what it's called in psychology. Right. You start to have thoughts and emotions about things. Emotions? You're getting all the way to emotions, do you think? So then what's level four? Because where are you going from there? Well, so think about it like this. We can teach AI. Like, do you remember you can go on YouTube and you can look up Google's AI learns to walk? Yeah. And it's like waving its arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that they taught that AI to walk is they didn't show it walking, but they incentivized getting to a certain point as good. Okay. And so they 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 knew that if I could get to this point, it's good. Right. I don't know if you can classify that as an emotion, but like but they want to something is more positive than something else. Yes, in a sense. Like there has to exist a comparison between positive and negative like it's positive to get here it's negative to not get there so yeah i'm just saying positive negative because do you think a a computer doesn't really get good versus bad do you think i mean as far as we can tell them what good and bad is so like um smarter every day youtube channel he -hmm. put out a really great video about how he himself and a friend made an ai um, re- image recognition software that could recognize um, handguns. Okay. Wow. And so they had to go through hundreds of images teaching the AI this is a handgun. Right. That's a super soaker. Yeah. That's a handgun. That's a phone. Yeah. And so like... So it's not really good versus bad. It's just this is what you want. This is not what you want. Well, we're we're teaching it what's we good want. and what's bad. Yeah. So, like in Smarter Every Day's YouTube channel, like you could, you could say that he was teaching an AI that guns identify guns because these are, I don't even want to say bad, but I'm like he wanted to associate guns with the actual shape and dimensions of a gun so that it could right. identify them so that we could alert. This is for schools and you know places yeah. like that. Okay. So, like, as far as we can teach them, you know, the difference between one point and another or between several different points. Yeah. We'll teach them, you know, this is good, this is bad, this is happy. So this we're, is just, we're just adjusting it to what what we want it to, to know or to look for. Yeah, we, we give it information and we, we're telling it what it is. Sure. But then as we go along, you're saying theory of mind. I don't know what the fourth level is, but can it learn those things for itself? Like, for example. No. Well, <laughs> don't, isn't that the whole point? Like, is where it should get to is that it can say this action is positive for a human being or good for a human being. This action or situation is bad for a human being and make a choice between them. Now, as far as we fed it information, it won't say, like, like let's just say it's identifying guns and phones. Yeah. It's just going to identify if it's a gun or not. It's sure. not going to say what is on that person's phone. And if I see what's on that person's phone, that person is a bad person. Okay. Or a good person, whatever. There's no other, you know, priorities for that computer or for that AI to differentiate. Right. And so that leads into the next level, the fourth level, okay. which is self-awareness. Oh, this right. is where an actual consciousness is programmed into the AI, and it can make its own assumptions and its own, you know, it creates preferences for itself. Okay, so it's, but do, do those preferences that it creates, could that be influenced by what we originally programmed it to do, though? Yeah. yeah. Like, so when I think of self-aware AI, I think of Halo, uh-huh. and like, you know, Cortana and mm-hmm. Roland and like all those other AI, uh-huh. they picked the form that they appear in themselves. Right. Like they, they found, so like some of them were people, some of them were like just a black box, like yeah. literally just a cube that was black. Yeah. And then others were like a constellation of stars that would just kind of hover in the air. They found the form that appealed to them the most. Like what? What's what's appealing to a robot or not appealing to a robot? No, but that's the thing is that like it has its own mind. 
like it has its own way that it approaches things. So like, don't you think though that whoever really was kind of the head of programming it, that it's almost a reflection of their consciousness. Like it can maybe change from there, but I think it would become self-aware. It has to start from somewhere. It has to start with you're pretty much getting this guy's preferences, his decision making, his influence, his bias will be there, right? I can see how you would think that. And then it can change from there. Yeah. You know, like it can make a decision like, do I want to keep this info? But you're assuming that artificial intelligence is going to be learning and growing the same way that we do. Mm -hmm. You have preferences and, you know, preferences that your parents gave you. Yeah. Whether you are aware of them or not. Mm -hmm. And artificial intelligence, you can give it, you can tell it you can tell the artificial intelligence what its purpose is mm-hmm. and that's all you have to do wait no because if you just tell it a purpose it can interpret that yeah. it can it can take any method to achieve that purpose yeah. and that's why ai is scary is if i give it a purpose to solve world hunger it can you be kill like, everybody i can grow <laughs> i can grow all the food in space or, I don't know, some Or if everybody's dead, there's no hungry Or if everyone's dead, there's no hungry people. And yeah. so that's that's why we're cautious of it because we, we want them to be able to help us and mm-hmm. create unique solutions to problems. Like, what if AI were like, you know what? The ocean floor, we can grow food there. I just, uh-huh. need, I just need air and, and electricity. And it could maybe tell you, like... It could maybe point out possibilities. Yeah, and it so that's that's why it's so such a you know tantalizing possibility of like the AI can help us problem solve, but they're not creative. They can only tell us like if something like that's why self awareness, self aware AI, they can pursue possibilities that we wouldn't even think of. Sure, mathematical possibilities that we wouldn't have thought possible. Yeah. Because right now, all the AI, like level one, two, I think three, three maybe, they're not creative. Like definitely level one and two, but three kind of iffy. Creativity is zero. Hmm. Okay. Well, so Elon, something that Elon Musk was saying was Mm -hmm. that if you connect, let's say you get something that's self-aware or close to self-aware. Sure. And it becomes, well, maybe this is part of uh, making it self-aware. He said that if you connected it to, like, let's say you just connected it to Google. And so that AI has all of the Google database at its reach, right? Mm-hmm. It can it can scan through all that information really quickly mm-hmm. and learn from all those Google searches that have ever been done, right? Yep. The Google searches, the results, what you find on those pages, it can look through all that stuff. He was saying that that for an AI is essentially an, like an essentially, um, not an immune system. Nervous system. Nervous system. Yeah. It's almost like a brain because mm-hmm. think about Google, everything that well, humans. Your brain's not your nervous system. Well, Okay. But if your your nervous system is used to be aware of what your body is doing, and if you're like thinking, sense. yes, so like the AI is the brain, and the nervous system is how it is aware of us. Okay. So is the brain is part of the nervous system, correct? Okay. <laughs> yes. Question mark. I mean, Not just in the fact that the nervous system feeds impulses to our brain. Like right, like I was imagining those impulses and communications in the brain being like Google searches. That's part of yeah, that's Google searches. Yeah. And so essentially that being a nervous system gives it the ability to take on life really quickly. But if you think about Google, it's kinda like, yeah, but there's so much bad compared well, not that there's more bad than good on Google. But just that if you can find the really positive stuff, then you can find the really dark and bad stuff too. So how does it decide 
maybe that comes into who originally created the self-awareness yeah to say hey certain things like almost giving it like a 10 commandments thing like don't kill ever well that's like the, just making that part of its programming that's the thing of you can't create hard and fast rules because you've seen irobot right yes there were three rules yeah it's a fantastic movie yeah there were three rules but if the robot can convince itself that i'm not killing this person i'm saving this person right. it's not alive anymore right because the person didn't want to be alive so you're not killing you're saving it can become something else yeah and so they if they start thinking for themselves that's why i'm like you don't you can't program them to give give them rules you need to teach them so that they have a moral code just like we do. And like, yeah, you can say so like a moral code, code is rules. Yeah, but, but it's not. But you believe in the rules and they're not rules to you. They're, this is how I live my life. Sure. But even with, um, like, if you gave it rules, like do not kill, that's just a rule. But we all know as human beings that self-defense is something that exists as well mm -hmm. you know so there's exceptions to the rule do you think that that plays into it could we could we eventually prevent like any negative um, outcomes or is there always a way around it maybe because i feel like robots wouldn't be as like humans are so instinctual and emotional in the way that we react to stuff mm -hmm. but i feel like a robot wouldn't wouldn't need that you know like a robot's not going to get offended is it if you had a self-aware robot and you you know like an iRobot or whatever you slap it in the face it's not going to care well right? that's that's because in our dna like an assault like that is offensive yeah but ai doesn't have dna it doesn't know culture it's creating its own culture so like that's not a whole other question it could learn our culture i mean it could assimilate into any culture yeah but if it's self-aware i feel like it'd want to create its own culture if it sees that as the best possibility but if it feels like it's better for my survival as an entity to be blended into this culture mm, yeah blend into that culture i don't know did you ever play, uh, maybe, I, I'm sure you didn't play it, because I don't think you play a whole lot of video games these days, but uh, Becoming Human. Mm -mm. It's called Detroit Becoming Human. It's all about AI. Really? So in that game, AI exists, and they have all these androids that are, you know, perfect AI, except that they, up until that point, were just servants, right? I mean, yeah. just like iRobot. Yeah. And then slowly they begin to break out and kind of become more conscious and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Well, I brought this up. Well, it, <laughs> that makes me think of, have you seen the Boston Dynamics robot videos? Like Spot and the does par the robot that does parkour? Yes. It's um, really freaky to watch. So, yeah, someone was joking that, like, why are we teaching robots parkour when, you know, where, so one of the ways that they they teach them to be able to stand up and do flips is they have to knock them down and like right. jostle them and like you know whatever to make sure that they can adjust back to equilibrium. Uh -huh. And so there's tons of videos about like these guys at Boston Dynamics like getting hockey sticks and like I've seen it. slapping robots and like kicking Spot and like all these different Spots one of those dog robots. Okay. But in the future, AI is going to look at that and be like, what the hell? These yeah. guys are treating us horribly. And so that's what that made me think of. Because, like, these robots, they have, there's also this YouTube group that they take those Boston Dynamic robot videos. Corridor. Yeah, and they so make funny GIF videos of, like, the robot's, like, I'm sick of this, and, like, rebels. Mm -hmm. And the robot, like, grabs a hockey stick and, like, breaks it in half. <laughs> yeah. And they all stand there, like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, so you have to be careful that you're not watching a false, a yes. fake video or yeah. something. But no, the real videos of Boston Dynamics is like, holy crap. Like, just seeing the things it's that amazing. they can already do. Yeah. Watching those things, like, 
the they have kind of like you know the ones that are on all fours and i've seen them on ice mm -hmm. and the way that they move is it's so it's like a creature like it's like a real animal yeah. it's so freaky but so cool at the same time so now that we have like we have a better understanding i don't want to say a full understanding because this is some deep high level artificial intelligence is just a crazy subject yeah but i like thinking about the possibilities the positive yeah so for me i am like wanting to get into this area because it's it feels to me the same way that people felt when the internet just came around and people were like what are what can we do with this what are we going to do with this right and like some of the things that I research was researching about slash you know what people have been doing with it. Obviously, um, Tesla has been using artificial intelligence for self-driving. Yep. And um, well, yeah, several companies. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean not just Tesla, but Tesla started that. One of the sad things that I don't like that happens with Tesla is, and not because like you know I love everything that Elon Musk does. But the fact that Tesla cars, they always get a lot more hype when there's a crash. Right. When right, right. there are millions of, or I should say millions, but like thousands of crashes every day. Yeah. And they don't get any coverage. Same thing with Waymo. Yeah. I've heard of Waymo. Yeah. I see them all the time in Chandler, um, Chandler, Arizona. They've got these Waymos driving around like seriously all day, all night. Um, and there was like one time where a Waymo hit somebody mm -hmm. and it was all over. It was like Waymo, you know, people were like, why are we even doing this? If it's just going to kill people and stuff. And I'm like, dude, literally every day, human beings kill other human beings at a high rate. Like with cars, with like cars. car accidents. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. And well, that's the thing is like with AI, we're still teaching it how to drive and how to be aware of the road. Yeah, once it gets a handle and on it, it's that's the thing is we're no we're just starting to feed it data. Yeah, and we're just you know it's beginning to learn and it's getting better every year. Yeah, it's not gonna it's never gonna regress. Like a human being can be good at driving, but then when a human being's eighty, it's not good at driving anymore. Yes. You know, and this thing is for everybody. So once you have that groundwork laid of hey, this thing has got a handle on it now, like it's mm -hmm. ninety nine point nine. It's going to be dialed in. Yeah. And it's like, dude, we'll never go back. Yeah. Or if you do go back, it'll just be for fun or whatever. You're driving but, for fun. Yeah. Um, another one that I read about was you've heard of fusion energy. Yeah. We mentioned it in our the energy storage yes. episode. Yes. It's you're taking two hydrogen atoms and you're shooting them together so they create helium and energy results. Mm -hmm. Now, to do that process of throwing two hydrogen atoms together and making helium is crazy complex. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen any fusion reactors, but there's like tons of pipes and like, I didn't even know. Really there's just stuff everywhere. Three. And so as you can imagine, there are like thousands of variables they have to control with fusion. Right. And so what they've been doing last year, they started doing some machine learning slash AI stuff is they gave control over not complete control but like they started feeding data so that this ai could monitor all these thousands of variables and then say oh i know the pattern and start to and start to kind of help us get the right variables where they need to be mm -hmm. a lot and, quicker maybe yeah, and so, that, so it's not just like you know what let's try this it's we know if we do this, we'll get better results. That's really cool. And so, because fusion is the future. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll have an episode on energy generation. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be a big part of it. That's where my so, faith is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, another one that I was actually talking about this with my uncle. He's a nurse. And he was saying a lot of the stuff people come into the ER for, you don't need a doctor. Oh. Like, and he was saying there are not virtual clinics, but like there are clinics you can go to that it will diagnose you there. Uh -huh. And we're talking about like, well, how does it know it's not like a tumor or something in your body? Right. 
and I was I was telling them it's it, there are sensors equipped to this artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. You can walk in and it will be constantly scanning you and it will know exactly what's wrong. And we were talking about like, would this ever replace doctors? Which is no. We'll always need doctors. Yeah. I guess I don't know. We'll see. But well, for certain things, right? That's the thing is like all all the books that I read about the future is there's just an AI that is medical AI, and it will just do everything. Mm. I don't know. Some of those decisions in the moment are kind of like but remember need human intuition. I don't know. See, I don't. I disagree because with a doctor, it's subject to his experience, and he doesn't have all experience. Whereas an AI could. True. But can the AI know a patient the way that a doctor can know a patient? That's why I don't, I'm like iffy about whether doctors will be around. Sure. Because we do enjoy having an interaction with another person Mm -hmm. and being able to have them look at us and be like, hey, you're fat. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, whatever. Hmm. And so. Okay, crazy. Yeah. Hold on. When you were saying that about. A lot of people come to the ER, they don't need to, whatever. You're saying fingers, that, broken yeah, bones. Yeah, yeah. But you might, somebody comes, they don't really need to come. But then, like you were saying, you find a tumor or something for some odd reason because you were checking out for something else. Yes. Are you saying that AI would help to, to do that all the time? Or are you saying that it could weed out people that don't need to come? Imagine, no, I mean, imagine a place you would just go to. You'd walk in, you'd be scanned as you're walking in. Okay. X-ray, everything that you could possibly just with looking at you. And then it could diagnose you. Hmm. But it can't do everything at once. Well, I mean, if you have an X-ray, it can be run by a computer, by an AI. It's just point and shoot. I guess, yeah. Fever, fever you can do off of infrared. Okay, really? Broken bones, ultrasonic sensors. And x-ray. And x-ray, yeah, I guess that's true. Detecting fractures or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, wrapping your arm. What about, like, a severe skin rash? (laughs) Optical sensor. I don't know. Optical sensor. (laughs) Just a camera. Okay. Interesting. So that's why I'm so like just doing that as you're walking in, Because huh. usually there's like papers you need to sign and blah blah blah. You know they already started checking. So in China they are doing a, a grocery store where you walk in and it scans your face. Oh man! And you yeah. Pay just by showing your face. Mm-hmm. So a a computer. Oh, that's Hayden. Mm-hmm. These are his medical records. These are the problems he's had in the past, if any. And it's like, oh, his family, because it's going to have your family's medical records. Right, they're all connected. There's, like, in my family, there's heart disease uh-huh. or, you know, whatever. So it knows your your records. It knows everything so about you, really. Even your deepest wants and desires. <laughs> Not a mind reader, per se, but. At the end of the operation, it will say, you know what? You need to go back to college. Just do it. Just do it. Follow your dreams. I can see your brain network, and you're just, you'd be great at engineering. Or it's like, you know what? You're thinking way too much about that girl. You need to let it go. Oh, man. I I could use one of those in high school. (laughs) Look, I know you're overanalyzing this. Just just forget about it. Just call her. Just Just call her. Yeah. It goes the opposite. You need to call her. She's ready. Yeah. We had her in last week. And yeah, so, she was thinking about you too. So now it's doctor slash matchmaker. Hey. <laughs> so something else. I haven't I'm this one's a little sad. Um but we have AI that can now within a matter of like five, ten seconds, it can completely mimic your voice and your face. What? And these are what for real. This is the internet deep fakes. You can go on YouTube and look up deep fake videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, it's not exactly five seconds, is it? Because you have to. No. From what I've seen, you like stretch. You like open your mouth, 
scrunch your eyes, close one eye, close the other eye, kind of do a bunch of expressions, and it records all those, right? Now, that was how it, was, how it used so to be. So it can be, like, pretty so instantaneous So the now. videos that I was kind of looking into was these guys dropped a eight-second clip of President, former President Obama giving a speech. And then they were able to type in whatever they wanted, and they had this, you know, Obama avatar. Wow. Did you see it? Was it pretty accurate? Uh, and if the lighting and shading, like, the, the, the lighting on this avatar was better than it would have convinced me that the voice the voice was spot on the voice was spot on yeah. what the and so the reason i'm sad i'm sad about this was one what's this technology going to be used for fake news oh you can fake anything. anything now you can fake anything and so when the internet got hold of this technology this mapping uh-huh just wild guess what they used it for. Guardian no porn. Yeah. There were people <laughs> on the internet using this technology to create avatars of yeah. movie stars and, and you people. Can choose anyone you want. Yeah, and they were yeah. making pornography with this stuff. And I'm like, There you go. Humanity is for. Humanity's at it again. First yeah. thing we go for. Seriously. Like we can literally make it look like any human on earth. What should we do? Well, and it, first it, thing is like sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and, and it doesn't help that you can use clips from movies or from videos, and so it's like yeah, any bit of information out there about you or about some movie star or anybody can be mimicked. So, just for as an example, let's say somebody deep fakes me. They've got my face and my voice. You know, you're saying the right lighting. It could be pretty possible for me. Yeah then I could be framed for literally any crime that exists. Is that true? I mean, you could hear me or see me doing pretty much anything. The only upside is if you have your phone, people know where you are always anyway. And well, so... That doesn't help. I guess. Well, I mean, like, they, well, can't say you, they can't say you did something in, you know, China mm-hmm. when you've been here the whole time. Yeah. But, Assuming like, that I guess you could frame it as, like... cohorts with whoever's got my data. Well, I mean, like, if they have a Because you can change my ping and say, no, he's pinging from... I guess that's true. So, yeah, a little bit more scary. (laughs) Yeah, because you can fake... You can fake so much. Like, you can fake where somebody was if you say, yeah, we were pinging him from this cell phone because it has the same address. I guess just always have an alibi for everything, always. But even, like, how do you do it? Because you could say... I'll, I'll take a picture of myself wherever I am and with whoever I'm with. Okay, you can fake pictures. I'll take a video. You can fake videos. I'll... I mean, you just have to have, like, I don't know, your wife with you all the time. Yeah, but yeah. Really, like, you have another person. But even in court, they could say, she's your wife. She would say anything. <laughs> I don't know. It is a good question because now we have to find a way to combat that situation. Yeah, we have with these new discoveries, we have to create... We sometimes create new problems as like well. Like the drones, with the terrorists using drones to deliver bombs to military installations, the military countered, not with, like, other drones that fight those drones. They they were training hawks <laughs> to take down drones. That's really cool. Yeah, super cool. But it's just going to escalate from there, you know? Huh. So that's, that's something that was disappointing about what I found. So. Well, you're always... Anything that's created for good can be twisted, right? I yeah. mean, true. Only I mean, that's, right? that's the same thing we were saying at the very start of this: is it's two sides of a coin. Yeah, yeah. You can always take something good and twist it to be something bad. Yeah. And now, just to kind of show how accessible these things are, um, do you know what the you know, coding libraries like GitHub, GIT mm. Hub. Heard of it? It's just just imagine a library of codes, coding chunks, what people have done coding wise. Yeah. And you can go in there and like, oh, you know what? That's close to the project I want to do. I just have to modify X Y Z. Yep, yep. 
You can just copy most of the code. Yes, there's a library for artificial intelligence machine learning oh. that Google put out called TensorFlow. Okay. And this is for computers, but recently they released a, a light version, L-I-T-E, that you can put on Arduinos, microcontrollers. So that you can have it have basic machine learning. Basic machine learning and artificial kind of intelligence right on your Arduinos. And you want to explain real quick what an Arduino is? Arduinos are like, you know, what 3D printers run off of. Like, mm -hmm. those are glorified microcontrollers. They control the, the movements of the motors that make a 3D printer print. Yeah. Um, so you people, can use Arduinos to do you can, a lot of you stuff. You can make drones. You can make mm -hmm. 3D printers. You can make so many different... Like, seriously, possibilities are endless. Yeah. Um... And so being able to use machine learning and artificial intelligence in that small of a capacity, like imagine, so 3D printers, they have a lot of calibration and other issues that you have to just be aware of and kind of tweak your settings. Uh -huh. Imagine having a basic artificial intelligence that's like, oh, you're printing this kind of thing. I'm going to adjust the settings so that it comes out perfect. Well, then why do you even need to do anything at that point? Or just say, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. Make it the best version that it can be. Because yeah. right? it's not going to say, I want to print this. It's, right. what do you want to print? <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah, those are kind of all the things that I've been thinking about. So, one of the, I've told you this idea before, but just so everyone else is aware of it. Um, the, so like that deep fake stuff. Mm -hmm. Really unfortunate, but I thought is not as a counter, but like something else that you can apply that's similar to that is um, personalized ratings for movie for media. Okay. So imagine something that runs in the background of your computer or your phone that you would teach it what's inappropriate or what things you don't want to see. Huh. So like bad language, pornography. Uh, racism, uh, political stuff. Uh -huh. I don't. I don't particularly care too much about all the political, you know, back and forth that people go on and on about. Yeah. And so imagine on your phone, you never see anything that you don't want to see. It's like an ad blocker, but for everything. Yes. Now, so like, okay. With movies and videos, because it's running in the background, it's not altering the video, so there's no copyright issues. Like, there's a company called VidAngel. Yeah. They're having an issue because they're altering the media, and they have to get permission from the owner of the media. Right. But because you're not altering, it's just, you know, blacking out part of your screen where the words are or the image is. Oh. That would be a really cool. It's not the same thing. I guess. I just not. thought that would be a cool idea for something that could counter and help you. I agree. Now let me let me just make like a a side effect of that could be that if I'm censoring, basically what that becomes is that I'm saying I don't want to hear this type of language, and we're talking about phone, internet whatever you're doing Anything you um, receive media on right you're saying i don't want to hear this type of language or see it i don't want to see these types of images but then you get to i don't want to hear these types of opinions right i mean effectively you could teach it that if you want to and like there will really be, negative there will be those ignorant people that they just don't listen to anybody's opinion anyway even if they do see them they don't listen to it sure and if you really don't want to listen to other people's opinion, then your, you know, phone AI, your media AI will pick up on that. And that's just who you're going to be to that AI. I just don't know if, like, what if a parent programs what they, for their kid, right? See, that's why that... I don't think that that would work. Yeah. Because then you're just giving it strict rules and there's ways to get around those rules. So you're saying it would be based on the user activity. Like, yes. you only click on clean, decent videos for the most part, so we're going to stop showing you videos with inappropriate content or... No, it's... So, like, for YouTube is what you're alluding kinda, to? Yeah, yeah. So on YouTube, there's a different algorithm 
that feeds you content. Sure. What I'm saying is no matter what YouTube recommends right, to you. outside of, yeah. So like. Just like part of your phone hardware, whatever you do. Worst comes to worst, YouTube recommends like some racism commercial, whatever. Instead of. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just a commercial. Or just some pornography comes up. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, right, right. Instead of YouTube, like it'll come up on your feed, but instead of you seeing it, your AI will block it sure. with a black screen or um, a picture of puppies. But, <laughs> but don't you think that maybe because when whenever I see that, like. So there used to be, what was that called? Was it called like Clearview or Clear something? Play. Clearplay? Yeah. They used to do that sort of editing through movies, right? Okay. And you'd be watching the movie and then it would just be like cut. Like you can obviously tell that there was a cut there yeah. and it went to the next scene. What I've noticed is that it, it it's cutting out more of the movie than you want. Like it's not cutting out just that one scene. It's cutting out like five minutes before and three minutes after yeah and you're it's, it just wasn't very accurate so let's but, i'm gonna use the have you seen game of thrones nope okay i haven't seen either but from <laughs> everything i've said i've heard is for boring like talky parts of game of thrones they make people naked and like having sex and stuff okay so what they they use that to just convey information yeah yeah and yeah. so let's just say your ai knows you don't want to see naked people and so it can block the visual aspects and maybe the the audio as well but there's subtitles of what the information is being exchanged okay so like you can so this is just saying, you can, yeah you it's can configure smart. it can configure to what you want and you can help it understand like hey i don't want to see this and i don't want to hear it like in this game of thrones example but i still want to know what's happening Okay. Like, I want to know what they're talking about. Well, that would be incredible if you could have that sort of precision, because the more you, the more you have it, the more it's going to learn about you and your preferences. Right. And so, I feel like it would be really customizable. Yeah, because that would be good. Because sometimes the YouTube algorithm is like, "What the heck are you thinking?" Mm -hmm. like, not that it's giving me inappropriate content, but just like okay. stuff that I'm like. A video about birds comes up, and I'm like, "You're like, how do you get that from machining?" No, you know, like. So sometimes it would be good if I had like a counter algorithm to be like, "Yeah, no, not that one." <laughs> but w I was gonna say earlier, I wouldn't want it to black it out though, because I still want to know, like, what I would want is for it to show up and have it blacked out at first, and it would have a message that said, "This video contains this, this, and this." Right, um, but it's a but it's about you know because yeah. it could be about like you could have some a video about something sexual, but maybe it's sex education and something that's yeah. really in a positive way. But at the same time, somebody makes a sex joke during the talk or whatever, so it's kind of like you yeah. need to know what's. Well, that's the whole point of it being able to be personalized to you. Yeah, is like yeah, it would just have to be super precise. Yeah, it would be super precise to your preferences and that's why i'm like some people don't aren't bothered by the f word yeah and so they won't edit that out yeah and then like other people like they don't like they don't naked people naked people yeah. don't or yeah nudity doesn't bother them yeah and so like that's it's just up to the the individual yeah for sure is this uh is this a project you've heard about? Is anybody working on something like that or there I haven't like looked it up on the internet, but so far I haven't heard of anybody doing it. Like VidAngel obviously is editing content, but that's only movies and like TV shows. It's yeah, not and that's Twitter and completely different. You know, the internet on itself, on its own. Yeah, it's not learning VidAngel's not learning anything about you. No. But that's an incredible idea. It becomes almost like, like you should make an app of this because as soon as I can, I, I don't think I everybody would want it. Like, I don't think everybody would want to have any filters at all just because they're like maybe skeptical about it. Mm -hmm. 
But if they really understood how precise it was and how good it was, I think everybody would want it, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I wouldn't want it to be on the hardware of the phone, but you can market it and make an app and... No, yeah, the way that I'm thinking about it, it's strictly a software that will run, like, um, you know how you have an Apple app and it says, do you want this app to know the location of you always or yeah. only when you're using it or never? Yeah. This app would always know what is on your screen. Okay. And so, like... There's text in, on Twitter that starts talking like F words or racism or political stuff. It can detect that and either block it off, like it will block it on your screen so that you just scroll past it. Yeah. Or you're scrolling through Facebook and uh, I don't know what's Facebook. Pictures. Yeah, uh, someone's, anything. you know, beach pictures that you're just like, I don't you know what? That. I don't know. You know what? Those are Facebook just is running in the background. Yeah, that's, Facebook that's is probably what I should say. Um, Instagram. Instagram's the one where I'm I'm just assuming there's a lot more pornography on that because it's just visually Dude, I'm shocked by the amount of by what stuff they let go. Like, I'm pretty, it's pretty yeah. shocking. Like, no, and geez. Yeah, I've read the rules on it and it's kind of weird. Like, Yes, you want people to express themselves, but that's not really what a lot of people are doing. It's the clicks that they that people are getting. Yeah, that doing. shouldn't be public. It should be a private circle of people. Sure. You know? But anyway, if you say on Instagram, you're on your feed and it recommends, you know, oh, I'm getting more into fitness, but then there's these fitness people that are super modest or whatever, or pornographic or whatever. Yeah. It will block. It will visually block it so that you don't have to see that. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. Now you gotta beat everybody else to the punch. <laughs> no, I think that's a really good idea and a good application of machine machine learning. Yeah, machine learning AI. AI. Because I feel like, I mean, next week when I talk more about machine learning, I'll be able to make distinctions. Okay. Um, but. Because I feel like machine learning is a part of AI. Okay. But the structure of how you go about it, I feel like, is different. All right. So. But, yeah, that's, uh, did you learn something? I learned a lot. I mean, your fun fact was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's. a lot to do, if anything. But, <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And we're having fun. And That's learning what science stuff. Science is all about. Hopefully, you guys learned something too. Um, you know, do us a favor. You know, like, like or comment, or review this podcast. Let us know what we're doing good, what we're doing bad, and you know, help us reach more people. And yeah, yeah. keep listening. Yeah, I uh, I just gotta keep working on the social media because <laughs> I haven't updated much of it yet. But we already have a Twitter up. We right? do have a Twitter. It's knowledge to drop knowledge you know number two drop um knowledge to drop all right i'm not gonna make a comment because <laughs> never mind um knowledge to drop and um what was the other thing we have an email we have an email knowledge, knowledge drop podcast, podcast at gmail.com yeah i'm just floored by the amount of usernames that are taken yeah. <laughs> like in Google, literally every, like, you can't, there's no original username. You have to change it somehow. It's like, who else is doing this? But yeah, shoot us an email, find us on Twitter. I'm going to get Instagram uh, and Facebook, a Facebook page up and running. So more fun facts on Instagram and Facebook. Oh my gosh. You can do that. Daily. I don't know about daily, but. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely get that going. But yeah, shoot us an email. Um, find us on on Twitter. And thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you had a good time, and we will catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>